Hey, pop punk enthusiasts! Welcome to the one year anniversary special of Pop Punk Promo Podcast. My name is Sydney, and I am the host of this incredible music podcast. For the recurring listeners, you may have noticed we got a little updated intro song. Thank you so much to my friend Max from Call Me Tomorrow for making that incredible new intro for us. I am so excited. That is going to be the brand new intro for Pop Punk Promo, and that's the one we'll be using from here on out. So again, thank you so much to Max for making that for me. This is so awesome, and I can't wait to continue making incredible content for you guys. If you're new to our show, hey, what's up? My name is Sydney and welcome to Pop Punk Promo. Here on this podcast, we like to feature small artists and heavily focus on women in the scene. So if that's something you're interested in, if you want to find artists before most of the world knows about them, this is absolutely the place to be. I love spreading promotion and love for independent and small artists. It is truly a passion and joy of mine and I've made so many incredible friends and connections in the industry doing this podcast and you guys can too. I really hope you guys find your brand new favorite artists listening to our episodes. It is official you guys on this day exactly one year ago I released the first ever episode of Pop Punk Promo, and the past year has been a whirlwind. I never could have expected any of this when I first started on that October day last year. I started Pop Punk Promo during my last semester of college, and I kind of got the inspiration as I was sitting in one of my marketing classes and we were talking about personal branding and why we love doing things and why we put purpose into the things that we do. And as I was sitting there, I was thinking, what is my personal brand? What do I want people to associate me with? Where do I want to go in this world? And as I was sitting there, I thought, well, you know, I'm here in a marketing class. I love music and I have audio background. I did go to school for marketing, but I also got a certificate in recording arts. So I know how to use at-home audio gear and I know about microphones and all that. So I thought, why not combine the two and do something that I really love? And that's how Pop Punk Promo was born. I actually spent some of my time where I probably should have been listening in class, actually drafting my ideas for the podcast. I started building my website. I started building the outline for the episodes. And it's funny enough, the first couple episodes of Pop Punk Promo are nothing like what it looks like today. I went through a ton of enhancements over the last year, and finally I'm somewhere where I really believe Pop Punk Promo is in its true form. And I'm sure even as I'm saying this, it'll continue to evolve throughout the years as well. But right now I am so happy with the product that I've given to you guys and I'm so happy with where this has gone. One year into this thing, this episode marks the 49th episode of Pop Punk Promo. That is insane. I have released an episode nearly every single week since the beginning, and I have committed myself to this podcast and to the listeners every single step of the way. Now, 
49 episodes in, 40 of those have been interview episodes, which is absolutely nuts. I never would have believed that I would have done something like this prior to making the podcast or even a couple years ago. I grew up a pretty shy kid. I mean, I never had a problem making friends or anything, but I definitely was a little bit of an oddball in the sense that I didn't like all the things that all the popular kids liked. And I was always really shy because of that. So the idea that I have broke out of my shell and I'm speaking with complete strangers and asking them questions about their lives, their music, all of that is absolutely wild to me. This is something that I never would have thought that I'd be doing years ago. If you would have told me as a high schooler that I would be interviewing musicians for my very own podcast, my very own business, I would have said, no way, that's insane. Like, that's not me. Who is that? And I've really grown so much as a person throughout this, and I just cannot wait to keep talking to more and more people and developing these skills and getting to know so many other music professionals. As we reminisce a little bit on Pop Punk Promo, I want to honor the very first episode that came out a year ago. That one was titled Welcome to Pop Punk Promo, and if you haven't listened to it, you should. You should definitely judge me a little bit because it sounds completely different from the product that I bring to you today. It is underdeveloped. It is very awkward, but needless to say, everyone has to start somewhere. And I am so very proud of that first episode, despite its awkwardness at all. Um, I started out featuring artists without interviewing them. This was simply a way for me to promote musicians that I absolutely loved in a space that wasn't just Instagram and reposting and making edits. This was a way for me to speak to the music that I loved. So the first artist I ever featured on Pop Punk Promo was Lolo. A lot of you guys know and love her and a couple of you even became a fan of my podcast straight from the beginning, right from that episode. Specifically, Tom and Amanda, if you guys are listening to this episode, thank you so much for being there for me throughout this entire year. You guys are my biggest supporters and I love you so much. If anyone else out there has been there since that very first episode or first few episodes, please reach out to me and say hello, introduce yourself, because I love to know my listeners. I love to know who I am speaking to and the types of people that love listening to my show. So once again, thank you so much if you've been here since those beginning episodes. The fifth episode of Pop Punk Promo was my very first interview episode, which was so exciting. I truly had no idea what I was doing, and if you listen back then and now, you'll notice a difference in the interview episodes. So what I did in that very first interview episode was I would reach out to the artist and I'd send them a bunch of questions and I'd have them answer the questions with audio, and essentially I responded and ping-ponged back and forth with their audio to make it sound like a live conversation, but it was definitely not live at all, and it was so strange. It was very weird, so I don't know. I didn't really like that, so eventually after a few episodes, I switched over to Google Meet, and we did 
a live interview, and that's what I've been doing ever since then. So that very first interview episode was with Callie Rohde. I love her to death. She is so cool. She is like the early 2000s pop punk Hannah Montana. I love her so much. And thank you, Callie, for being the very first person to interview with me and take a chance on me. That was so cool of you. And of course, thank you for dealing with the awkwardness of sending in your own voice without me actually being present with you. I would love so much to get all of those artists back on the show again to do an actual live interview. I think that would be really cool and really fun. So maybe we'll have to set that up sometime. Callie, Hannah Duckworth, Peyton Marie. I know you guys for sure were ones that I had recorded. The very first live interview I ever did was with my friends of Dawn. I love Dawn so much. McCall and Mike are the best early 2000s pop punk duo ever. They are bringing back the early 2000s like no other. They are so cool, so amazing, and just honest, good people. And I am so honored to have them as my very first live interview on the podcast. You guys are the best. Thank you so much again for taking a chance on me when you did. And I will always love promoting and supporting you guys. The journey that has been pop punk promo has been absolutely insane. This first year has been incredible and I cannot wait to find out all of the incredible artists and music professionals that I get to meet and interact with in the next year. This is going to be insane and pop punk promo is not going anywhere. If anything, we are just getting started and we have so much more to share with you. As always, I want Pop Punk Promo to represent what the listeners want. So as a listener, if there's anything that you want us to talk about, any new segments you want us to implement in the next year, please reach out to us at poppunkpromo at gmail.com or shoot us an email on Instagram and let us know what you want to hear from us in the next year. If you haven't checked it out yet, we featured a Women in the Scene roundtable event a couple weeks ago, and I thought that was so much fun, and I gained a brand new perspective on Women in the Scene and some of their experiences, and I hope you guys did too. So if you are interested in me doing more events like that in the future, please let me know. I thought it was so much fun, and it was a very unique experience, so it doesn't have to be the same, just women in the scene roundtable. It can be about any topic we want in music. This was just the very first one, and I'm so excited to hear you guys' ideas for what else we can do. The sky is truly the limit, and I just cannot wait. I love reminiscing, and I feel like I could do this all day, but... I think it's time we get into some pop punk news. This week, we have a few brand new releases to share with you, starting off with Waterparks' Sneaking Out of Heaven. This came out on Wednesday, and it is so incredible, you guys. There is a ton of conspiracy around this 
release just like there is with pretty much every single water parks release and this song is attached to the end of their most recent album intellectual property so it wasn't released as its own single on streaming services it was like i said attached to this last part of the album so there's a ton of different theories floating around the internet about what this could mean if these are b-sides if this is maybe the start of a sister album to intellectual property we don't really know but what we do know is that the song is absolutely incredible and a music video is going to be out today for that as well as soon as you're done listening to this episode make sure you run over and watch that music video it's going to be crazy and austin knight actually released a photo teasing the music video and what he's wearing is actually some clothing that he's been wearing on stage for a while and people weren't really sure what it means but it turns out it's gonna have a much bigger play into the lore of this brand new song and what's coming up than we ever thought was possible now we know austin knight does everything absolutely intentionally there's not a single thing that he does regarding his music that's not intentional and whether or not it seems like a silly post, oftentimes whatever it is that he's showing online ends up revealing itself as something important to the storyline later down the line. So I don't know what to expect out of water parks, but what I do know is it's going to be great. Make sure you stream their brand new single, Sneaking Out of Heaven, and be on the lookout for any new water parks updates coming soon. Next up, we have a brand new song from UK artist Delilah Bond. Her brand new song is called Witch, and it comes out at the same time that this episode is being released tonight. She wrote this song about the 50,000 innocent women who were killed during the witch trials at the hands of misogyny and white supremacy. So this one is extremely powerful and a really big feminist anthem. Not only is it the perfect spooky season banger, but it embodies everything that Delilah Bond is. She is a feminist. She advocates for women who have been wronged, and she takes that to heart. She really puts it in her music and her soul, and what she talks about in every song is so incredibly important, and this song is no different. I am so excited to hear the full version. It comes out tonight as I am recording this, and She's teased it a ton on social media. It's incredible. It is Delilah. It is everything we love about her. So make sure you check that out tonight. Delilah Bond's brand new single, Witch. Lastly, on our new release radar, we have a brand new song from our friend Hannah Duckworth. She is an indie rock artist from Seattle, and she's releasing her brand new single tonight called Anywhere But Here. I love Hannah so much. She is just the coolest and she is making moves to improve the women in rock scene, specifically in Seattle, and she is absolutely killing it out there. I am so obsessed with her. She produces all of her own music and writes it all herself, and she's so incredibly talented. So make sure you check out her brand new single coming out tonight, Anywhere But Here. This morning, our friend Brani announced her brand new single is coming out on November 1st. So we still have about two weeks before this is going to release. But she released to her Patreon. It's called Drown in Your Misery. Now, 
keep it on the down low she didn't actually release the title to the public yet i'm a part of her patreon so i know and i'm giving you guys a little sneak peek here so drown in your misery is Bronnie's new single off of her brand new debut album which is releasing in march I am so excited for Bronnie. She is so cool and she's just doing the most out there and absolutely killing it in the UK. So I really hope we can get her in the US sometime soon. That would be so amazing. I would love to meet her in person and see how she performs. She is just the best. So make sure you go ahead, pre-save her brand new song, Drown in Your Misery. Hey Australia, I've got a really cool tour announcement for you guys. All of my friends down under, Simple Plan is going to be stopping by this spring and they're bringing along Boys Like Girls and We The Kings. I don't know about you guys, but this is literally the most perfect early 2000s pop punk mashup I've ever seen. Australia, you are very lucky to get these three absolutely iconic bands all in one room. They are going to be making five stops on this tour starting on April 7th. They're going to be in Perth. On April 9th, they'll be in Adelaide. On April 11th, they'll be in Melbourne. On April 13th, they'll be in Sydney. And finally, on the 14th, they will be in Brisbane. I am truly so excited for you guys. I know that Australia often gets overlooked for a lot of tours, so this is really exciting. And you guys even just had water parks there too, and they haven't been in Australia since 2015, I believe. So this is crazy. Congratulations. I am so excited that you guys are getting this awesome tour. You guys deserve it. And make sure you get your tickets if you are in any of those cities I just mentioned. All right, pop punk enthusiasts, it is time for the moment we've all been waiting for. It is time for our featured artist segment. I am so honored to announce this week's artist as our one year anniversary special edition interview. I had so much fun conducting this interview. This person was so kind, so sweet, so honest, and just an absolute ball to chat with. So without further ado, can I get a drum roll, please? This week's featured artist is Koizumi. Hey, everybody. We are here with Josie of Koizumi. How are Hi. you doing today, Josie? Good, good. How are you? I'm amazing, as long as I'm not messing up people's names, you know? <laughs> it's Even though I asked beforehand and I literally just slipped. <laughs> it's nah, okay. you're fine. You're fine. It's Perfect. Pretty, it's pretty, like, complicated. And then when you, like, Josie... Koizumi Jula, it just and that that's your your whole name, right? Josie Koizumi. It's not. So this is oh, the band not. name. Yeah, it's so just is, the band name. Okay. Yeah, it's just the band name. Yeah. Cool. I I don't. I thought I read on on your Spotify page that it was like your last name or something. Or it's no, it's not. Um. So it's because I had social media for a long time that was mm. like Josie Koizumi. So the uh. the I guess people thought that, and I was like, no, 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 I. So I had to change it to like Josie of Koizumi. So that, that okay, that makes a lot of sense because I, re reading it, I was like, oh, she used her last name. That's kind of cool. But okay, glad that that's also cleared up. Nice. Yeah. 
<laughs> awesome. Well, welcome to the show, Josie. I'm really excited thanks. to have you on here today. Um, thanks for working with me to, you know, get timing right and everything. I know we've been planning this for a while, so I'm really excited to finally have you on. Yeah, it's it's. I'm excited to be here. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, welcome. Um, do you want to just introduce yourself um, with your pronouns, where you're from, all that kind of good stuff? Sure. Um, so I'm Josie. Uh, I am uh, she, her. <laughs> uh, from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, that's nice. where the band is from. Nice. So, uh, yeah. And then I'm the lead singer and songwriter and rhythm guitarist of Koizumi. That's awesome. Nice. That's so mm-hmm. cool. And yeah, you. So some of your inspirations, you're, you're kind of like anime J rock based, right? Is that is that correct? Yes. So cool. we we get a little bit of inspiration from J rock, and then we get a little inspiration from like the early 2000s pop punk scene. Yeah, you know, emo scene, cool. kind of smash it together and then make, you know, make the sound we have. So, yeah, it's super cool. I really I really like what you have going. It's super unique, but still fits in the genre of the scene, you know, and I, I think what you're doing is really awesome. So thank you. Cool. Yeah, you're <laughs> welcome. Um, how long have you been making music for Koizumi? So Koizumi, this is like I want to call it like the third generation of Koizumi because <laughs> I so I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. So I'm not actually from Chicago. Like I wasn't born okay. here, but I live okay. here. But nice. um, I was born in Brooklyn, New York. I'm hiding my accent right now. <laughs> I was gonna say I didn't really notice, but now I'm like listening. I'm like, yeah. hmm. <laughs> it'll come out in like little little thing, like little things I say. But it, I I've lived like in other places long enough to like kind of hide it. But. Um, yeah. <laughs> So I started, so the way like my music journey is, is my sister actually was in Broadway when she was a kid. So she's a really amazing singer and she, but she does more of like the Broadway Disney style singing. And that wasn't me. You know, I wasn't, I I wasn't like that. Um, But Mm -hmm. I kind of grew up in the music world because of her and Mm -hmm. my dad would train me on the side as well. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so I kind of grew up having been trained by my dad and, my sister and all that. And then I moved to Florida when I was 14. And Mm. yeah, we moved to West Palm. (laughs) And uh, that's when I started to write music when I was around 13, 14. I wrote my first song when I was 13 on acoustic. Um, And that started the whole like Koizumi. But at first we were called Unstitched. And I was in the band with my sister. Um, Yeah, it was kind of cool, kind of um this a lot of the songs that were in on stitch like a couple of them one or two kind of made it into the koizumi catalog yeah. but just revamped and better and you know like obviously like cool not, i'm not a teenager anymore so <laughs> it's not even <laughs> close not even close yeah um, and times change you you're like oh that was kind of cringy back then so oh. you revamp it for new situations more you know and a newer version of you so like i get that yeah yeah i just <laughs> I, I, the lyrics were so cringe. I was like a teenager. I didn't know what anything felt like. You know what I mean? Like a, I'm like writing about like love, but it's really like my crush on Benji Madden from Good Charlotte. Like, do you know what I mean? Like that's incredible. <laughs> I love that. So I went from there, and then um, high school happened, and and then the band kind of. Uh, that's a whole other story. Where that unstitched ended. Uh, my drummer chose school instead of a um, a record deal. Anyway whole other thing whoa yeah Yeah. (laughs) so that that kind of derailed it and then I kind of took a break for a couple years and then poison me that's when I 
started really getting into anime when I was around 18 mm-hmm. and I got really inspired by the music and the openings and all that and the art and that's when Koizumi happened because I watched an anime called Lovely Complex and the main nice. character her name is Riza Koizumi and she was like the best character ever like that I've ever seen I was like I love her and she's in, like inspirational so I took her last name I and love I that it, yeah I made it into a band name and then from there Koizumi was a re- like pretty big in South Florida scene like we had we mm-hmm. played a lot we you know I had totally different band members at the time obviously and um then I met my husband we moved to Japan which made Whoa. things yeah which made things a lot better for me in terms of getting actual inspiration from like yeah. the re- like from the real place I would I mean? imagine so yeah that's super awesome that's yeah. so cool so it definitely wow. shaped a lot of my um, writing while I was there. I wrote a lot of songs that I wasn't in a band anymore because I moved. Mm-hmm. So it was just me and I was solo and I was writing all these songs. And I actually wrote our new single coming out, Ashtray. I wrote that in Japan. Um, and it nice. was a, it was a pop song at first, like a, like a Lady Gaga pop song yeah. at first. Um, anyway, then we moved back to the States because he was in the military. So we moved back to the States. Oh, so did you move to Japan because he was in the military? Yep. yep. Oh, cool. Okay, he, cool. Yeah, he joined the Air Force. And then our first station that we put down that we were like hoping for, because you never get the first thing you write down. Like, that's never really something that it's like, yeah. it's like, maybe, you know, like, we'll see if there's an opening. And we just so happened to get like the Air Force base right out of Tokyo. And it was wow. amazing, incredible two years of my life. I wish I could go back. I, I, like, it's just, it's a culture shock coming back to oh, America. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because like, like you're, you're flipped upside down and you're like, so like amazed by what's going on in like the new place here. And so I assume coming home, you're kind of just like, what? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just very kinda, different you know everything's like unorganized and you know america is not as organized as japan Mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. um and then uh, we moved to chicago because i loved chicago so much even though i'm from new york and i'm proud to be a new yorker and all that there was something about chicago that I, i i had a lot of friends here and i visited a lot here and over the years i was like i need to move to chicago i need to be in chicago something about chicago i love it so much and it was where we decided this was like 2018 is where we decided to be forever, you know? And so that's, awesome. that's when I restarted Koizumi. So I went on Craigslist and I went everywhere and I was like, hey, I have a whole album. Like I have everything ready for a band. All I need is members who like really want this. And mm-hmm. and now we're here. So now we've done a lot in the past <sighs> three years being wow. together and all that stuff. That's a lot of transitioning, a <laughs> lot of like different forms of of the band and just like getting to where you are now like that's that's just super cool and I'm glad that you kept like pushing through it too you know because like that's not easy a lot of people would just give up and be like oh going to Japan guess the band's dead like you know what I mean but you made it like Koizumi is you you know what I mean like and you were like I have all of this within me and I just need people to help me bring it to life. And yeah. I think that's, that's super awesome. Thanks. That's super cool. Um, I was going to ask you, do you speak Japanese? So um, I do, but not like it, it's, it's more of how like conversational, like getting around type yeah. of thing. So like, 
I didn't really need to learn it a hundred percent while I was there. Just mm-hmm. enough to like, if you're lost and you don't have like Google translate on you or something and you just like, yeah. you could go up to somebody and ask like where the train is, where the bathroom is like, certain, like just like yeah. very common phrases or like, mm-hmm. you know, like, thank you. And, and you're welcome. And all, all these things. Um, yeah. And you felt uh, like comfortable going around for like two years knowing pretty basic Japanese? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's surprising, but most Japanese people know English and they, yeah, yeah, like they'll, especially where we lived because we were right outside of Tokyo, that I feel like even the rural areas of that area, like you go to a a restaurant and I expected just not knowing how to read because I don't know how to read japanese at all like yeah <laughs> that's the one thing i could not get it was just i want to like really it's badly. hard <laughs> but there's so many different versions like there's like kanji then katakana and it, there's just a lot yeah. of like ways to read it i guess and i couldn't like my brain couldn't function <laughs> uh, you know kudos to anybody who can read japanese it's amazing yeah um it's like a insane. skill it is but, <laughs> but most but most places had the english translation okay that's cool I feel like that is kind of a common misconception in America too is I I feel like oh like we aren't exactly brought up to learn other languages super fluently but other places are like most most children are at least bilingual or multilingual like as children like they start learning multiple languages from a young age so I think that that's I don't know that's really cool I think there's something that a lot of people don't think about here in America you know what I no, mean no they, like, they they don't and and I wish Japanese was like a a, a study for like high school like a class I, I wasn't it, it was just yeah. it, it was Spanish Italian and I know Italian that's my second language so I know that one really well so I was like I'll ace that if I go yeah. <laughs> do that um but or like French like those those are like the only ones that you could learn and there's a little bit of like American Sign Language but other than that it's like you want to learn anything else they're kind of just like "Eh, go 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 find uh I don't remember what that app's called whatever that app is called that teaches you languages but yeah oh, yeah 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 Rosetta yeah. Stone that Rosetta one Stone. yes yeah, Rosetta yeah. Stone. that's what go, I was using Stone. <laughs> no I was using that I was I was using that um when I first moved there we would like it would be like 5 a.m because we were jet lagged so oh. me and my husband it took like two weeks to get really used to timing so the mm-hmm. first week we would just sit there at like 5 a.m like with the Rosetta Stone up, like, <laughs> arigato gozaimasu. Like, it would just be, like, there would just be a lot of that. But, yeah, anyway. <laughs> That's kind of fun. Cool. Well, okay. Awesome. So, you're inspired heavily by anime, which is very, like, a Japanese culture kind of thing. You actually yeah. lived in Japan for a while. Yeah. That is so cool. And, yeah, everything about your story is is so cool. So, thanks for that insight on kind of who you are in your life I, I love doing that on here I love just getting to know who the artists are who who is behind the music you know and I feel like yeah. you did an amazing job of that just now so that's that's awesome hey. um so how would you kind of describe your personal branding surrounding your music what do you want people to associate Koizumi with so I want people to associate Koizumi with first and foremost um with the like I want like Paramore fans and Fall Out Boy fans and like that, like like that scene. Mm-hmm. I want to be associated in that world because I mm-hmm. feel like, first of all, I'm hoping that there's like a comeback for that. You know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. a comeback for that early 2000s 
pop punk pop rock sound and we like we're trying to like have a branding around that first and foremost because we do even though we are inspired by j-rock which is the second branding Mm -hmm. i do feel like you know majority of like vocals and and the way that we um sound is a lot like fallout boy and paramore and that like they had a baby and yeah i i absolutely agree for sure yeah and and there is a huge new wave of of pop punk artists like starting to emerge and trying to bring back some of um you know that classic sound the early 2000s sound and i i i really love what's going on in music right now and you guys are putting your own unique twist on it and yeah, yeah it's it's super cool to listen to it's super awesome but um, you guys are releasing a new single soon, correct? Yeah. Do you want to talk to us about that a little bit? Sure. So um, we are coming out with a song called Ashtray. And basically, we just so we just got finished rapping on the uh, music video Sunday. So we just finished that. So nice. I, don't, I don't know when the music video is going to be ready, but I'm hoping in a couple of weeks because they have to edit it. There's a lot. We did a lot. We went to do, <laughs> two different locations. We went Ooh. to... Um, Gary, Indiana, where there's like a thousand abandoned buildings, and like we went That's in so there. So cool. Oh. We did, yeah, it's gonna be really epic, and like, like and then we did like a party scene where we were like coming out of our own bodies, like almost like our consciousness was leaving our like real selves. It's it's crazy. Whoa. It's like a concept video. That's um, gonna be sick. Oh my yeah, god, I'm excited. It's almost like a like a a re like, speaking of br- br- branding rebranding but like that it's kind of like a rebranding for us because i feel like this is like this song and this music video is what i want us to really get known for like this is like our pride and joy more than yeah. anything that we've done already and i love like our other singles I, I it's great but i feel like this song really encaptures the um theme of the album so the album is called erotomania and basically what that means is being in love with someone of higher stature when you're like a nobody so that's what erotomania means cool i didn't know that yeah (laughs) people are like erotomania does that mean like i don't know something dirty i was like no it's not it's it's like erota no yeah yes yeah yeah (laughs) i I get the the, i get the misconception there yeah that's cool that's super awesome Mm -hmm. i love that so hopefully awesome. soon that comes, I, I, we want to release Ashtray with the music video, obviously. So hopefully mm-hmm. in the next month, uh, we'll have a release date for it, but it is going to be like an epic release. It's going to be one of those like big ones that we have like a viewing party for. And, yeah. and we're hoping we could just break through, you know, that TikTok algorithm and no kidding. I know. Um, so I, I always ask about TikTok on here. So I feel like this is a good time to ask, but yeah. so I you you've definitely made a few TikTok videos showing your your frustration with with some of the platform and stuff. So like, do you want to just like give us your thoughts? What do you think of TikTok as used for like a music promotion site? So I feel like it could it could be so good, right? Like it could, it could be. be right. Like and it also feels like the lottery. That's what it feels yeah. like. It mm-hmm. feels like you have one video that gets pretty good views you know not so much viral but pretty good you know it gets to that it breaks through like the 300 view mark you know exactly and then and then I don't know and then everything after that it's just like you get that shadow ban kind of thing where it's it stays consistent in not the best way because you Mm -hmm. feel like 
well, I feel like you could, you could tell yourself this deserves more views, right? Like this, this really deserves more views, but then you get a video and no hate to like anyone who does this, but like, you'll have a video of a, a, a jar of mayo sitting on a counter and that has like a million views on it. And you, it's true. And you're like, wait, what do I do to break through? And it's like, you don't want to change yourself or do something silly to, I guess, become a mm -hmm. like something viral because that video can go viral but then like what you really want people to know mm -hmm. you for won't and you exactly don't want that. and because if if you go viral for something that's not you people will start they want they will expect to see more things like the viral video and yeah. then you go well that was just one little video i did for fun that wasn't like what i'm here to do you know and it's like yeah. it, it could be good for gaining a little bit of momentum as far as being seen but it might not get you you know the the audience that you're looking for so yeah exactly so it could be good but it i i just like you always want to pray to the algorithm gods that you'll break through and one of your videos for what you're known for will break exactly. through and and then hopefully you gain fans from from that and not from like a random video of you falling on your butt or something you know what i mean like yeah. So something something like that where you're just like i didn't mean for this like to go yeah. viral it's nice but i really want you guys to like me for music you know like stuff, exactly stuff like exactly and yeah. i feel like so many um and you're independent right an independent artist yes yeah yeah i i feel like so many independent artists feel the same way like trying to gain promotion on tiktok like it's either really working or sort of working or just not really working at all you know and it's like yeah. you I, I feel like it's hard to differentiate what others are doing that is going so well for them because you could be doing the exact same business model as someone else who's doing really well and you're just not catching on and it has nothing to do with you know your talent or anything it has no. everything to do with the algorithm and why they're choosing to put you on someone's list versus not you know like I, I still don't know. It's a mystery to me. I don't understand the TikTok algorithm at all. No, like, me either. I got, <laughs> I got really good advice from um, actually one of my friends who is, like, she has about, like, 15K followers on, wow. on um, TikTok. She is no, well, well known for, like, specific content, like, mm -hmm. specifically, like, follow boy content. Okay, but, yeah. But that's what she's known for. And we spoke on the phone because she saw my recent video of me being frustrated about, um, and we're friends like in real life. So she, yeah. she saw my video and she was like, all right, you know what? Let's get on the phone. Let's talk about this because I want to tell you what I do and maybe it'll help you. I know it's a different, yeah. you have a different like reasoning of why you want to go viral. Um, yeah. It's for music. It's obviously for talent, not for, you know, a fandom, but, mm -hmm. and what I took from it was consistency. She's oh, like, yeah. That it's literally it. She's like, just she's like, it took me the, like a really long time to get here. She's like, it wasn't overnight. I didn't have an overnight success. She's like, so stick to what you want people to know you for, and just mm -hmm. keep doing different types of those videos until something breaks through. But don't do something that isn't you, because you don't want that. And I was exactly. like, you're right, you're right. But it was good advice to like just kind of, you know. She told me, hey, when you're ready. And you've got all these videos like for your upcoming single and stuff. Just be consistent. Just push it. And, like just keep going. Keep you know making yeah. videos, and hopefully yeah. something will break through. So yeah, it's... and that's that's incredible advice for TikToks. That's the one thing that that has stayed consistent throughout everything I've heard from everyone. They're like, 
make sure you post at least once a day, at least once a day. And you should start to see uh, like, you know, an influx in followers. It may not be dramatic right away, but it'll start to happen. And also, if you post similar audios, like for your, your single, people will start to hear it and maybe they'll, yeah. they'll find something that resonates with them. And you never know, some massive influencer might take the audio and yeah. like turn it into something that people keep hearing. Yeah. And you never know. You never know unless you try. So, yeah, I consistency is definitely key with TikTok, which it's hard. It's, it, it is hard. It's super it's hard. hard. And like I, I talk about this, too, because I'm, I'm obviously trying to get people to listen to my show so that I can have them listen to all of the other artists that I'm trying to support. And it's like it's hard. It is hard to gain that following, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. But um, <laughs> we could talk about that all day. I know. I'm sure. But um, so I guess another topic that I love to talk about on here um, is so I, I love uplifting women. That's kind of the goal of, of the podcast, right, is I, I love talking to to independent women in the pop punk scene and asking about like, you know, what is your experience? So I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, have you had any any, um, you know, hardships as a woman in the industry? And what's kind of been your experience trying to, you know, release music? So I, I say this a lot when I play, uh, when I do live shows, um, there's a song on the album actually about this in, in, in a way, but it's mm -hmm. called, I want your universe. And basically what the song is about, it's like a, like a, an acoustic slower song and it's about being seen mm -hmm. and, and being noticed. And it's really hard as a woman in the industry, because there's a lot of expectations that you need to meet. And there's a lot of expectations you have for yourself because you grew up in a world where, especially me, where I grew up majority of like late nineties, early two thousands, where all women were really thin. All women were oh, yeah. part, like, that was like, you had to be that in order to be noticed. It didn't matter how well you could sing it didn't matter if you sounded like Demi Lovato it didn't matter you know mm -hmm. like but if you're skinny you know or if you you're really pretty you know you'll you'll make it you'll make it yeah. and that was a toxic mindset that I had for a long time and you know I grew up in a I, I was plus size my whole life and it's you know I had my health reasons for why that was mm -hmm. but immediately it's targeted as you're lazy you're this you're you know like you eat yeah. too much whatever it is that makes somebody plus size that they don't know your story they don't know oh i have mm -hmm. you know i i struggle with uh, pcos and things like that that cause these issues and for a long time it was really me who was hard on me do you know what i'm saying yeah. like yeah nobody else around i never had a bad comment which is crazy but i've never had a comment like saying something bad about my weight or saying anything about me physically it was mm -hmm. me and my yeah. expectation of myself like so I would not post videos I would not I would not feel comfortable in front of a camera and even yeah. though I want to be and I and when I was younger and I was thinner I was more in front of a camera like you know like it's it's a toxic mindset to have because I feel like it holds you back from from being yourself and being yeah. like like f it you know what I mean like you yeah, know, like to just just do it. Somebody will, uh, you know, somebody will get you, and and mm -hmm. they'll be inspired by you not giving an F. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. So 
that's kind of what I've been struggling with since the beginning of time, right? Yeah. Especially with the internet. The internet's oh, like, yeah. that's when it really started to become real, that people could be really mean, especially to women. Because, oh, yeah. you know, you'll. it's just the way society is. It's if, if a woman is overweight or a woman has some kind of, doesn't even need to be overweight, even underweight, there's mm-hmm. immediately there's a judgment. It, yeah. it, it's It's not... Like, and then that might not be real for men, you know, like they don't really understand that they'll have a little gut and be like, Oh, whatever. And like, no, but you know, nobody cares. Nobody says, (laughs) well, it, it, it comes down to, to all of that for women, especially, you know, in the music industry too. Like they, you look up to, to anyone who's in the spotlight and you're like, Oh, she's like, she's not skinny enough. She's not wearing the right clothes. She's not, you know, doesn't have the right vibe. And it's just, no, most of the time people don't say that about men. They go, no. oh, he's a cool dude in a band. Like they don't, they're not like picking apart who he is, you know? And that's no. and everyone does that with women. They 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 have to compare them to someone. They go, Oh, she is so like Haley Williams. She is so like Avril Lavigne. She is so like this, you know, whatever, whoever is the big icon at the time, that's always yeah. people are comparing to. And most of the time, people don't do that to men. They don't look at them and be like, he's totally Patrick Stump. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like he's <laughs> yeah. totally Pete Wentz. Like, like guys, don't, they don't, it just doesn't happen. You know what I mean? And it's, it's frustrating. And yeah, and, and, and to your point, that's, it's very hard on, on self-esteem, like internally for women, you know, it's, it's yeah. like, if I'm constantly being compared to someone else or saying I'm not good enough, I'm, I'm not skinny enough. I I'm, you know, whatever, not pretty enough. Like that's detrimental to the person on the inside. And that's, that's so hard. So yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's been tough, but I also feel like it's a self, like, I, I feel like with this process of telling myself that it doesn't matter like that, like trying to tell yourself, it doesn't matter. It is all about the music. It is all about the talent, you know, mm-hmm. to me, like trying to tell myself that, because of the, you know, when I, when I play live, I've never had someone come up to me and be like, oh, you suck and you're fat. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, no one's yeah. ever done that. <laughs> it's always the opposite. And it, and it's good in the moment, but then you go home and, and you just kind of forget, you know, it's like, it almost yeah. like you, you start over and you forget that somebody complimented you because exactly. you're so used to bringing yourself down as a woman. You're just so used to it. It's like, you don't even know what it's like to look in the mirror and be like, I'm beautiful today. Like that. Yeah. We, we were just not conditioned to believe that because yeah. of growing up with in, in this world. I feel like though it has gotten a little better in, ter- in terms of acceptance. I mm-hmm. feel like it's definitely not what it used to be, especially like 15, 20 years ago where mm-hmm. like, it, like it was really hard to accept anyone different looking or anyone who presented themselves differently it was like oh that Mm -hmm. person's a weirdo like that girl's weird like that girl's like a creep but whatever like I feel like now it's whoever you are is a little bit more accepting than it used to be um but we definitely need to grow more I think there's still a lot of learning and growing to do and especially in this country yeah, absolutely we could go on a tangent about that but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah no I I absolutely agree the the world in pretty much every aspect has just been against women for a very long time and it's I 
I love seeing this resurgence of powerful women, especially in like the pop punk scene now that are, are are trying to make names for themselves and actually becoming successful. And we have more people to to look up to, you know, and it's 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 really refreshing to see. And that's that's so why I'm here. I, I love talking to to strong women who are are just trying to get their music out there. And yeah. it's it's so cool. So again, like thank you for sitting down with me today because you're you're another piece of this, you know, the this fight that we we're trying to do you know we're trying to combat and like show that we have a place here and that that there's room for us so there is there's room and it doesn't matter who you are what you identify as what you look like it doesn't matter just just be you mm-hmm. make the music you want or the whatever art you want and mm-hmm. and push through the haters you're gonna get them because they're closed-minded yeah. and they don't want to accept you but you know what F- yeah And that's just like the reality. It doesn't matter who you are. There's always going to be someone out there who is just sour for no reason. And their anger might not even be directed at you. It's just because they're who, you know, you are the person that they're seeing right now. And they're like, wow, I am so enraged. This is who I'm taking it out on, you know? And so that type of hate, you just don't take that personally. So, yeah, it's so hard. What's the saying, especially like with, with famous people, it's like all publicity is good publicity. Like, Hey, just take it. You know what? The more hater comments, the more, the more like good comments are going to outweigh. Right. And people will start flocking over to and being like, what's all the hate about? And then they'll be like, Oh, this is actually, this this is pretty good. Why why are you hating on it? You know? So like, I, I agree with that statement to like an extent, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, right. You don't want to, you know what I mean? I, I agree to an extent, but like, it, it is true. Like if, if something's blowing up on TikTok or Instagram because of, you know, whatever viral hates going on, like there's going to be an army of people like defending you, which yeah. is cool too, you know? So like, yeah. it's, it's very interesting, but, um, I want to switch the topic a little bit here. Yeah. Um, so do you have any upcoming live shows that you want to promote to at all? Sure. Yeah. Um, I, we have a couple actually coming up. So we have three shows in November actually coming up. Yeah. Um, we have a show November 4th and 5th, but yeah. So November 4th is at, it's in Casey, Illinois. I forgot what it's called. The happy bar or something like that. I got (laughs) to post it on my social media. Yeah. Uh, but I know that uh, November 5th, uh, we're setting up a show at the WC Social um, in West Chicago. Nice. And then um, there on the 25th of November, uh, one of our promoters, his name is Nathan. He's having like a big birthday bash at the Alibi in, cool. um, yeah, in Illinois. So those are kind of three shows coming up. Uh, it would be really cool if, you know, people showed up to especially the first two because those you know those those are gonna be really fun and kind of like so the first one's like smaller and then Mm -hmm. the second one's bigger so it just depends on what you're doing that weekend but yeah 
That's super cool. Oh my God. I do not live close enough to Chicago. Otherwise I would totally make sure I made it out there, but I I'm like six hours from Chicago. So Uh, that's like, it's a hike, which I I actually will be in Chicago, like middle of November for a different thing. It's, it's my girlfriend's birthday. So we're taking her on like a Chicago trip and we're going to go see Taylor Acorn perform. It's going to be like a whole thing. So like, I'm super excited for that, but otherwise no, I can't really just make spontaneous trips to <laughs> Chicago, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, six <laughs> yeah. hours. But mm-hmm. I, I totally would, though. Like, I, I love supporting local music. So anyone who's in the Chicago area, anywhere in Illinois, make sure you head out there. Go check them out. You guys are going to kill it. It's going to be awesome. So. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we put on a show for sure. It's, oh, it's, I'm it's excited. Good. It'll be it'll be so cool. So, is, so this new song that you're releasing, when was the last time that you released music? So our last single we released last year, and it was um, In Love With The Enemy was the song. Actually, that was like the official one because we did come out with Conflict of Interest a little bit after. But mm-hmm. so I would like, la- so I guess Conflict of Interest would have been the last release, but we didn't have a big release for it because we didn't have a music video. Okay. Um, but that was last year um, wow. around this time. Yeah, so it's been a year. We kind of were, you know, even though we have a whole album's worth of music, we're still in the process of recording it and then mm-hmm. coming up with, okay, which single are we going to pick next? Yeah. And then this was the song. So yeah. About a year. Nice. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's about time we get some new Koizumi music and it's yeah. about time we, you know, get uh, some shows to, to promote to that too. That's, that's super cool. So yeah. uh, can we expect like, you know, a more steady flow of, of releases to come in the future what can we kind of expect yep so we're hoping now that we've got um more of like a bigger production around us because i feel like we were just starting and we didn't have a lot of support in terms of videographers and producers and things like that coming out so now we do so it's a lot easier to kind of get in record and you know do music videos and promotions and things like that so i feel like this is a refresh like it's a restart of Koizumi in the best way and so Ashtray and then we're definitely going to come out with another single after that and then an album release and that should have all those songs on there it's going to be about a 10 or 11 track album um, with like a bonus track so 12 probably songs on there Um, that's such good news oh my god yeah, yeah, that's that's going to be incredible. You guys have a lot coming up, it sounds like. So I, I can't wait to see what all you guys do. That's going to be so cool. Thanks. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited too. Hell yeah. Um, so let's kind of switch the conversation again. So um, when you're writing, who would be some like artists that you like to pull inspiration from? So um, this is going to be kind of left field, but <laughs> when I'm writing... Uh, I usually so like my biggest inspiration ever is Prince so Prince yeah. is so cool yeah. I grew up I, like my first tattoo was Prince um, nice. I, I grew up listening to Prince because my father was a really big Prince fan and a Michael Jackson fan and and David like you know like that that yeah 80s <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah. So I'm I, I'm from Minnesota so I'm like home of a prince and everything I, we've got like murals of him everywhere and like I go to first Ave, which was like his venue so like it's it's cool it's really cool being from Minnesota 
Prince's you know, home. So now I got to come visit you because exactly, I've never <laughs> been to the museum. I've never, I've never been there. So yeah, I actually haven't either, and I live really close to it. So I oh. need to like make that happen. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I will join you. Like, trust do me, it. Oh my god, I'll, <laughs> we'll make it. We'll make it like a trip. We'll make it a little day trip, and it'll be, it'll be fun. That would be oh, so man. cool. <laughs> It'd be a dream. But yes, Prince, Prince is like. You know, right before I, I, it, it also depends on the mood of the song. So, like recently, I wrote a song called Seventeen, which will most likely be the next uh, single after Asterisk. But mm-hmm. I wrote the song immediately after I, I listened to Creep from Radiohead. Like immediately yeah. after, it inspired me like to write. Um, so it just depends on this type of song and the way that I'm feeling. Like and 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 then the artist I'm listening to in the moment. But I feel like in general, I kind of go for the older artists when I get inspiration. Cause I, yeah. I feel like as I, I you know, I, I love all the new artists and I, and I love that. And I do get inspired by like Fall Out Boy, obviously, and um, Paramore <laughs> and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, especially, especially um, vocal wise, I get inspired by Patrick and all that. But when it comes to um, just in general, yeah. Like I, like, artists like Prince and Michael Jackson and um, even bands like, like grunge bands back in the nineties. Cause that's yeah. what I grew up on. Um, and so like Radiohead, Nirvana, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, like all that, that's, that's stuff that I kind of listened to before writing. It's, it's strange. Cause it's kind of left field. Um, and then that's sometimes, cool yeah, sometimes, and then it depends like if it's a, like an upper, like upbeat song, um, I'll listen to poppier J pop music or like J like, you know, some of the popular J rock stuff. Mm-hmm. Or if it's like darker, I'll listen to like bands like Sin and things like that. Like when mm-hmm. it's it's more you know heavier. It just it just depends on the mood. But yeah, yeah. a couple cool. of them in there. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I love all those answers. And I love that it's like not classically what, what we expect like your yeah. kind of inspirations to be. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um kind of going off of that, what would be like your dream tour lineup if you could go on tour mm-hmm. with any like three artists who would yeah. it be so my dream is to open up first of all my dream has always been to open up for fallout boy i yeah. feel like we are compatible if we were I like yeah if we were like astrology signs we would be compatible <laughs> you know like i just I feel love like that. yeah i feel like we'd be the perfect opener for fallout boy um in terms of like style and and vocally, I feel like Fall Out Boy fans would absolutely love us just in that terms means, of that. Yeah, and they've been taking a lot of smaller acts with mm-hmm. them too lately, which is, I mean, I feel like they've always done a pretty good job of that, but I, I definitely don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, you know? Like that's something no. that definitely could be achieved. That's awesome. I, I do too. Um, So them, um, I, I feel like if good charlotte was kind of still happening like yeah. i know they're like they didn't break up but they're not doing no. um yeah i mean they're all kind of doing their own thing like um you know joel and and benji have their like their management company and like mm-hmm. joel has his podcast and they're all like doing different things you know like i know so, you know yeah. maybe so, one day one day but if, if but if they do and they need an opener <laughs> again we would be Oh man, like they are the reason. Good Charlotte is is actually the reason why I even started any kind of music. Like, yeah, I picked up a guitar because I wanted to learn motivation proclamation. Like that, like so 
to open for them or to be on tour with them would literally be the dream because they started it all. Like they yeah. were the reason why any of my life, like in music is happening. Yeah. Um, Cause I would have probably stuck with the whole like pop stuff, you know, mm -hmm. if I went, if I didn't go and discover that route of my life, like yeah. I it would have been a totally different thing. I would have been like another Lady Gaga type of thing. Yeah, so like for sure. It would Charlotte. be very like full circle for you. That would oh, that yeah. would be so cool. That that would be one of those things that you'd like hype up on Instagram and be like, we wouldn't be here without you. And now we're here. Like I oh my God, I'm manifesting that that to be something <laughs> someday. That would I just love I love the storytelling that that gives, you know, the storyline. It's it's perfect. Yeah. I love um, me too. I, I love them so much and I want them to come back. Um, and then a third band, and this is kind of like, I, I don't know. I feel like this is kind of different, but not really because it's in the same kind of genre. Um, Newfound Glory. I absolutely yeah. love them so much. And I feel like, you know, I, I, they're, they're more in that punk vibe, you know, like pop punk exactly. vibe. Mm -hmm. But I still feel like I would love to open for them because I adore them. I I've been listening to them since, you know, they're from Florida. So yeah. the beginning of time when I first got there, I learned about them. And mm -hmm. um I, I I that would be another band that I would just absolutely like die to open for, just be on a tour with equally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, those are all so perfect and like so fitting for you and I love that you chose three bands that like started in the early 2000s like it's, yeah it's so perfect for the theme of everything you've been talking about you know like taking inspiration for, from early 2000s and just trying to like be like you know the the 2020s version of like a 2000s band like it's yep. it's cool I I really love all your answers and I I genuinely believe that you would fit in so well with any of them on, on any tour like that that would be so sick so <laughs> there we go. awesome <laughs> awesome I'm gonna ask you a, a question about about your music so okay. what what do you think would be your favorite song that, that you've released so far and why so I think that my favorite song out of what has been released and had like before Ashtray so before that uh I think my favorite song is Conflict of Interest because even though we don't have a lot of promotion behind it like a video like we yeah. did with Animus and In Love with the Enemy there's something about Conflict of Interest which I did write in Japan but cool. that song um has um a rapper in it so it's it's kind of embodies what we could be so mm -hmm. it's got a lot of like uh sounds and synths and things on top of the rock stuff and then and then a random rapper just kind of like you know like his name is justice but he uh and he's a friend of mine from florida and i i had this beat in the middle of it and i was like i don't i don't envision me singing over this so i was like you know what I'm gonna get a rapper. We're gonna just get a rapper <laughs> like I like I just feel like that's so like I don't know that's that's so pop that's so pop punk nowadays you know what it, I mean like, oh it absolutely is like I I feel like a ton of people nowadays are, are adding features that and like the feature is is definitely more of a rap verse or like yeah. some you know what I mean like it that is so part of like scene culture nowadays absolutely yeah. like I I couldn't agree more that's awesome yeah and so I love that song and I, I it, you know it's it's not something that could be released um on the radio just because it's got a, a couple of curse words in it um you know you could make like a 
you know, a cringy, clean version. I know. I and, and, we, and eventually we definitely will, especially if it somehow gets traction in the future. Yeah. Um, I definitely will get a version of it where it's kind of like bleeped out. Um, yeah, I mean, like, there's so many songs that have been popular on the radio that have just had bad radio edits. There's so many uh, of them. Like, like you know, Thrift Shop by Macklemore. My God, that one, that yeah. one is like a classic example of just like, bad like like not, not the song being bad but like the radio edit i'm the like edit, it's just yeah. too much too much going on i'm like you know what i mean like, i feel that way about um vampire from olivia yeah. uh, rodrigo yeah like dream crusher i'm like no. no like it just doesn't it doesn't give you the same vibe as no. she does like fame you know like exactly. yeah it just feels more i don't know like personal and, and hurtful and well, i, I and it's, yeah i feel like it takes away from the song a little bit so like it does. Mm-hmm. if you don't want to make radio edit don't sell out for it because it like i don't know i feel like it can change it can change the vibe of a song a lot especially and if that's what people because the radio obviously broadcasts your music to a ton of people so if that's the version people are listening to they're going to be like what like you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah and they, and they do they they don't like it i'm sure like people are just kind of like mm, like it's kind of it's kind of you know kids boppy it just feels i don't like it just bleep it just bleep it you know what i mean like bleep it that's yeah it's it's, it's way easier and it doesn't take away from the meaning of the song so right but anyway you know radio (laughs) edits aside i'm glad that you that you love that song and i i (laughs) a great one too so cool um all right so Thinking about like we, we kind of just exited like festival season, but if if there was like a festival that you could be a part of, which one would be like your dream music festival? Uh definitely Riot Fest. Oh, yes. the, the the one the the main that I would love. If, if Warp Tour was back, I would say Warp Tour. Oh, um because yeah. that's that's what I grew up on was like making it was making it on Warp Tour, like that was the thing. Like mm-hmm. But because that's not a thing anymore, um, Riot Fest, oh my God, especially a couple, it was like two years ago or something where like it was mm-hmm. my, my Chemical Romance oh, um, was like the main. Yeah. 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 That would have been a dream. Like to even to be that little tiny, like little name at the bottom, mm-hmm. you know, like small stage on the side, just to be a part of the roster would have been dope. Uh sick i know and i i haven't made it out to riot fest yet but that is like a bucket list one for me too because that's out of chicago so that yeah. would be that would be an easy-ish trip for me to make because I, I i've done chicago trips for for music that's like the reason i go to chicago is for like concerts and stuff so yeah. that's one i definitely would love to hit up maybe next year you know the year yeah. after i i really want to go so that yeah. would be sick. I I hope to see you on that roster someday. That would be so cool. If I'm so. on that roster one day, you 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 will not have to go as a fan. You'll just be backstage the whole time <laughs> meeting people. Oh my god! I appreciate you. You're yeah. so cool. <laughs> that that would be so sick. So I'm I am I'm manifesting all of all of the good juju, all of all of the good good vibes for you. So good that vibes, would be awesome. Prayers. Hell yes, yes. Yeah. Whoever whoever controls Riot Fest, please get <laughs> me, please. Oh, <laughs> uh, I hope so. Oh, that would be awesome. Okay, so we are reaching kind of the end of the interview here. We're almost up to the hour, which is crazy. I feel like I we it's 
blinked and it's it's gone by. So I know. I guess um, one of my last questions for you here: What is one song written by another artist that you wish you would have written yourself? Ooh, that's a great one. Okay, so <laughs> there there's a couple, but if I had to like kind of zone in into one song, um, gosh, that is so hard. Okay. So there is a song from Fall Out Boy called The Afterlife of the Party. It's on Infinity on High. Mm-hmm. That is one of my favorite songs on the planet. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like, so there's, okay, so there's kind of two, but this one is like on top. So Afterlife of the Party from Fall Out Boy, I just feel like that song, the way that feels and the way that it's written is so beautiful and so incredible that mm-hmm. it didn't get the love that I think it deserves, but yeah. anyway, because <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a single; it was kind of just part of the album. But mm-hmm. it's so incredible. The buildup of the chorus is like it brings you to tears. It's amazing. I wish I wrote it. I yeah, t- I totally wish I wrote it. But another song actually um, is "Afterlife" from Avenged Sevenfold. Like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm a huge Avenged Sevenfold fan. I even have like a, a tattoo. It's so cool. yeah. Cool. I love that they're yeah they're like the heaviest band i like well actually sim is but like the he- like they're part of like I- i'm not too into metal but i that's kind of where my metal goes yeah <laughs> you're like, you're like this is like the furthest i'll like venture that direction yeah, like, I, yeah. I get it yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i love metal but like yeah but when it comes to the bands i feel like eventually unfold um is one of those incredible writers especially when the rev was around but Mm-hmm. that song afterlife to me that is the perfect song like i think that it's built so perfectly that i am i wish i wrote it it's it's uh, so good so cool. yeah those two songs after uh afterlife and then the afterlife of the party which is so funny because they're both that, that is funny like <laughs> yeah. it's very similar titles but yeah. different vibes different bands i yep I love that. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, that is yeah. that is awesome. I, I love getting to know little tidbits about artists, just like all that little stuff. So yeah, thank you for sharing all of that that cool little insight with us. So yeah. um, thank you, Josie, for being here today. This has oh, been so yeah. much fun. I'm so glad we were able to get you on the podcast and give some love to Kozumi. And I, I can't wait to hear everything else that you have going on. Um, is there anything else you want listeners to know about you before we wrap this up? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. Uh, of course. Yeah. Uh, it's been really fun. It doesn't even feel like it's been an hour. It's it No, just, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it just feels like it's been like this. Yeah, um, exactly. So I, and, and thank you for what you do and, and bringing light to these, you know, smaller bands that really need some love and support. So thank you for that first of all yeah you're welcome and like I I'm just here because I love doing it and I I am passionate about music I'm passionate about independent artists and making sure everyone you know has a place at the table and everyone is seen and gets to express what they love so that's really why I'm so (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so thank you for that and you're awesome and also uh yeah we have Ashtray coming up we have an amazing music video coming up. With it, a lot of love went into it. Um, it was it was produced and filmed by um, Unseen Productions, which is a local um, production company here in Chicago, which does incredible work. So check them out. Um, and we hope that we can, you know, have fans that lifelong fans from this point on, and they can go back and listen to our older stuff and watch our older music videos. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're hoping that Ashtray really breaks through and 
you know, we gained some lifelong fans from it and yeah. hopefully, yeah, hopefully that kind of happens with that. And and then you can relate to the song. It's, you know, it's, it's quickly, it's just about um, having trouble letting go of someone you've been in love with for, for your whole life. Yeah. Um, and I know people can relate to that and moving on and things like that. So yeah, yeah. hopefully we get fans from that and yeah, from, absolutely. From <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm very excited to hear the new song and especially the music video. It sounds so cool. Just how you described it, even just the, the few little parts that that you did. It sounds like it's gonna be really awesome. So I'm I'm so excited for the, for the whole release. It's gonna be it's gonna be epic. So yay. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, thank you so much for being on here today, Josie, and taking time out of your day to to chat with me. This has been so much fun. So. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. All right, pop punk enthusiasts. That was my interview with Josie from Koizumi. I hope you guys really loved this as much as I loved recording it. Josie is so nice and so sweet. And I truly am just obsessed with her music. And I hope you guys are too. As you heard, they have so much good stuff coming up, so make sure you follow them at Koizumi Band on Instagram to keep updated on everything that is coming up for them. Once again, thank you so much to everyone who has tuned in to this week's one-year anniversary episode of Pop Punk Promo. Again, I truly cannot believe it's already been a year. It feels like it blinked by, and I've met so many people and created so many memories for Pop Punk Promo in this last year, and I can't wait to see where else we go. So thank you for being on this journey with me. Each and every one of you are so important to me, whether you've only listened to one episode, whether you've been here since the beginning or somewhere in between. I appreciate you so much, and every single one of you that's ever taken a chance on Pop Punk Promo, I thank you. You are so important to me. Make sure you visit poppunkpromo.com for everything and anything involving this podcast. We have an entire archive full of our featured artists where you can find their music, their featured episodes, and anything else. We have so much on the website and so much to offer, and we want to do so much more with this platform as well. So make sure you send us your ideas and let us know what you want us to talk about and what you want to hear on our show. Send us an email at poppunkpromo at gmail.com if you have any thoughts or comments on our show. I really love to take fans' advice into consideration when I record every single week and when I'm doing research for my news. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you rate us five stars on Spotify and share this with someone that you think would love it too. Sharing is the way that we gain an audience and how we spread the word of our incredible show. So make sure you're sharing with all of your friends and let them know how much you love our content. This is where we're going to have to leave you this week, pop punk enthusiasts. Thank you so much for tuning into this special edition of Pop Punk Promo. Be sure to tune in next Thursday at 8 p.m. for another episode of Pop Punk Promo. Be good to yourselves and each other, and we'll catch you again in the next episode. See you later.
For more information on how you can become a pop punk promo featured artist, visit poppunkpromo.com.